0: Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. We've been getting a lot of rain here in Lexington, I guess, from this hurricane. So we're still... It's it's raining at a lot of places, you know, across the country. And especially here in Kentucky, it has absolutely been pouring. I think we've got up to six inches of rain. It's... uh You know, I can only imagine the amount of rain that Texas got. Um, So I was looking through the news, looking at current events, looking at what was going on in the world, and I come across this story on social media. It's about a nurse that gets arrested for following protocol. She says that a patient that was brought in by the police who was intoxicated— she was saying that according to hospital policies, she was not allowed to give this man a test where they have to draw blood because the man was unconscious. He couldn't give consent. So the police officer said that she needed to do it anyway. She tried to explain to the police officer that there was a policy that they had set up with the hospital that they could not draw blood from people that was unconscious, and in order for them to get such a test to overrule that, it would have to be something like a electronic warrant. But I'm going to play the video for you. Uh, here it is. of those things. The patient can't prevent. he's told me repeatedly that he doesn't have a warrant and the patient is not under arrest. So I'm just trying to do that what I'm supposed to do. That's, that's all. So Okay, so I take it without those in place, I'm not going to get what is that am, am I fair to surmise that? are okay, you blaming the messenger? She's point, the one that has told me no. Right now, okay. like, like you're making a huge mistake because you're threatening and Okay. Threatening no, to... we're done. Yeah, we're... No, no. yeah, so the that was hospital administration on the phone. Work done. done. We're you're under arrest control. We're, we're, we're done. Okay, so okay. then he begins to arrest her, handcuffs her. She sits in the car while the hospital administration gets there. And I think now currently on the story, the uh cop has been suspended, and they are fur they're furthering their investigation. I think this woman has a lawsuit i mean she was following hospital uh you know she's following hospital guidelines she had the policy in hand she was being very presentable, she was being very cooperative she was not causing a scene. She had the policy in her hand, and she began to explain why she couldn't do it. And hospital administration was on the phone. They were telling the police that she was right. And the cops said, okay, if you're not going to give me what I want, I'm going to arrest you. This irritates me. I get so angry. I mean, it just angers me that cops feel like that they have so much authority, so much power, that they can arrest somebody. You know... I think at that point this cop just had an ego there was no point for him to arrest this woman you know okay yeah there was a policy she didn't give you what you wanted but what was arresting her going to do for you in the situation you still wasn't going to get what you wanted i'm curious if that cop would have went back and still tried to get what he wanted i wondered you know i wonder if there would be anybody else to refuse i'm sure there would because it's against hospital policy. So what? what's he going to do? Arrest the entire hospital? Any decent human being and any professional, uh, someone like a police officer, uh, should have some more professional courtesy about them to know that he is talking to a nurse, someone who helps people, someone who makes a difference in this world. And he's talking to someone like that. Why couldn't he cooperate with her in a manner to where, you know, he said, Okay, ma'am, I'm going to uh, write you a citation for refusing me uh, this test and I will see you in court. Or I will have someone call you or you will be hearing from us soon. Why did he have to take it to the point of arresting her? That's why I think it become an ego thing. Tough guy. Big shot. Thinks he can... You know, walk around with his little badge and gun on that he's Mr. Authority. He can do what he wants. He's a cop. Drives a cop car. And now this guy is arresting nurses now. And it's spread all over social media. It's interesting. This didn't come from a cell phone. It came from the man's body cam on his uniform. And... This has just made waves across the internet. I have never seen a post get more anger faces, anger emoji faces, than this video right here. My sister is a doctor. She works in the medical field, and her husband is a state policeman. So it's interesting to have you know, them working in those exact fields, and they're married. I wonder sometimes... You know, doctors have egos. Police officers have egos. I wonder if they have a lot of clashing conversations because they both are so strong-willed on what they on what they believe, and there's no really no bending for them. I almost feel like it's a closed-mindedness. I think that both doctors and police officers have closed minds when it comes to. Um, you know what is right and what is wrong what is good for you and what is not but i don't know you know i've known my sister all my life she's got a you know she's open about some things uh, there's some things you know she can be a little closed-minded on but you know um i just think that is kind of who she is that's why she became a doctor she's a wonderful doctor she's a wonderful person I love my sister Um, I don't don't know why I got off on that, but that video is just a video of just anger for me. I just get angry when I watch it. Saw that, thought it was very interesting. Guys, uh, I just want to remind you on the podcast, if... You know, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can also listen to the podcast on YouTube. I have recently uploaded all of our episodes on YouTube, and you can listen to all of our episodes. It's pretty easy. If you don't have iTunes on uh, your iPhone, or you don't have access to Get iTunes, or, or you don't have Facebook, uh, or you don't know the web page to our podcast, just go to YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in off the cuff with Adam Banks, and all of our episodes will pop up. And I had them separated in playlists. You can listen to different categories. You can listen to the guest on the show, you know, and a complete episode list is on there too. But I recently did a, another episode of the Communication Lecture Series where I take a communication topic and lecture on it. You can check that out. I put that, you know, on YouTube as well under the Communication Lecture Series playlist it's. Uh, I-, I love the communication lecture series. I've been thinking about taking it and doing some editing and starting a separate podcast. Uh, but right now, I just have it where it's a part of Off the Cuff. It's just a little division of Off the Cuff. Due to the weather associated with Hurricane Harvey, there have been some obvious floods. And a lot of people have lost their homes. A lot of people have been forced to vacate uh, out of their houses, and that has put people in homeless situations. This happened in Houston, Texas. Also in Houston, Texas, you might have heard of this church called Lakewood Church. The pastor is Joel Olstein. and he has a big mega church there, holds about 20,000 people. It used to be where the Houston Rockets play basketball before they moved into their new arena. Lakewood Church bought that arena, and now that's where they have their service. Plenty big enough place to where it could house thousands of people. Now, being in Houston, the hurricane being in Houston, and you do the math, you think, okay, well, Joel Osteen is going to open up his church to the victims of... Uh, the flood the victims of this hurricane who had to evacuate their homes it turns out that the associate pastor uh, went online and told everyone that they were not opening up the church to anyone in texas to stay there because the church had been flooded well what do you do when you put something on the internet you're going to go check it out and that's exactly what people did they went to look to see if the church was flooded and guess what it was not But then they went on to say that the church uh, was flooded, and uh, by the time people got out there and looked, it wasn't anymore. Joel Osteen, uh, the following Sunday, when he got up to preach, he addressed all of the bad publicity he has been getting because he has been getting a lot of scrutiny from it. And he said something that I agree with. He said that sometimes people... They don't have all the facts. They don't, ha- they don't have all the information, and they're quick to judge. And uh, sometimes people just don't want to know the whole truth. They don't want to know all of the facts because they have their opinion. They have it set, and that's that. And I agree with that. Sometimes I don't think people want to hear any more than what they've already heard. Sometimes people want to think bad about somebody, and when they have an excuse to think bad about somebody, they take it and run with it. We don't know all the facts that happened there uh, in that church. Um, To make a long story short, the church reopened, and they let people come in. But people think that Joel Osteen is just doing that to kind of cover his tail. And they said that he had no intention to begin with to open up the church. Well, he went on to explain that the reason he was against people coming into the church was because uh, years ago, the church had flooded... And um, it got up to the point to where it was unsafe to stay, uh, even even have service in the church. And he was very cautious, and he will not apologize for being cautious, um, and he does not feel guilty for being cautious. He did not want anyone to come into that church and, God forbid, um, die from high waters in the church or get injured while staying there at the church. And he said that once he found out that the church was clear to enter, he had no problem letting people in. You know, I'm going to have to take his word for it. You know, we don't know all the facts. We wasn't there at his church. We don't know the guidelines. My dad is a pastor of a church. And this, you know, this could be a very similar situation that i feel like my dad would be in and he would have addressed it exactly the same now i can't speak for my dad i don't know what he would do but i do think that my dad would probably evaluate everything is the church safe to enter you know am i actually going to be helping people he's not going to get into a rush to help to move people into the church And stay there if it's an unsafe environment. And I think that's what Joel Osteen was genuinely trying to do. I don't think that he thought his church was the safest place for people to go. And uh, I think I'm going to take his word for that. And um, when he said that sometimes people don't want to uh, know all the facts. Well, that's true. And I think that people... Sometimes they want to think so bad about Joel Osteen all the time. People think he's a false prophet. People think um, he, you know, is a phony. He's a fraud. And now they have a reason they believe to kind of support that theory. So they ran with that. Now Joel Osteen, he could be a fraud. He could be a false prophet. I don't listen to Joel Osteen teachings. I don't. Li- I'm not a part of Joel Osteen's ministry. So I don't know much about the man. But um, as far as him being a false prophet, that's a whole other story. But as far as the situation when it comes to Hurricane Harvey, I do think that he was being legitimate. So I'm going to give him a pass on that. Uh, Is Joel Osteen a false prophet? Let's get back to that really quick. Uh, I don't think Joel is in it for the right reasons. I think that Joel Osteen is in his ministry for the money. And when you have a church the size of his and you have... Uh, the amount of people that he has. And you have an audience like he has, 20,000 people every Sunday. And plus he reaches millions worldwide because of his television program and his radio program and plus his you know, DVDs and um, all the material and books that he sells. He speaks to a worldwide audience, and he hardly ever warns people about um, – the place they call hell. And hell is a place that Jesus Christ preached about more than any other subject um, in the Bible. And Joel Osteen preaches on it very little. And when you have that much people listening to you preach and you have that much people under you, I feel like that you should warn them about serious things. And I I don't think that his ministry is built for bringing people to Jesus Christ and um, actually helping them as far as repenting from their sins. I think that his approach is more along the lines of a motivational slash inspirational speaker for Jesus. He ha- he preaches a very feel-good message. You leave his church, you feel uplifted, you feel motivated, and you feel like that you're going to leave uh, there with a very positive outlook on life in general. and He believes that everybody is meant to be rich. And everybody that goes to that church, it's been pounded into their mind that they're going to be prosperous and wealthy and and successful. Um, That, you know, who wouldn't want to sit under that and hear that all the time? You don't ever feel leaving uh, bad. You know, when I leave church, sometimes I feel good. And guess what? Sometimes I feel bad. And the reason I feel bad is because I'm being convicted of my sinful nature. And we live in a, a world that's full of sin. And the world hates God and it hates everything about God. And we have a flesh that is wicked and very sinful. And our flesh always wants to do bad things and sinful and wicked things. It's just, it's just our flesh. We're, our flesh is disgusting. And the preacher, you know, when I go to church, the preacher likes to preach against sin. And that makes our flesh feel a little icky because we know that we're living a life uh, where we are doing sinful acts and we feel convicted by it. And sometimes it's good to get that. Actually, it's good to get that all the time because we need to turn away from sin. We need to repent from sin. And even though we can never fully escape it um, without Jesus, we need to be reminded that with the help of Him, uh, we can always do better and uh, blessings will come once we do better. Didn't mean to get off into a Sunday morning service, but since we're already on the subject, uh, sin is, when I say that you can't escape it, um, you can be perfect in the, in the eyes of Jesus if you just accept Him. And that is my belief, and I do believe that that's, you know, that's the way it is. But I would like to thank everyone for listening to the show. This has been another episode of Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.